Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of Let's Commiserate. I'm Sam. And I'm Dave. And we have so much to talk about. Which is ironic, because I don't feel like a lot happened in this episode. Well, we are talking about Ahsoka Episode 7, Dreams and Madness. I don't know who wrote this. Well, I th- actually, Dave Filoni wrote all of these. It's just an interesting weird random name for this episode but true now fair warnings spoilers ahead so be Thank warned you for mentioning that uh yeah i feel like overall like with most penultimate episodes before the season finale most of it is just spent rushing to get everybody in place for the finale that was kind of the case here but it doesn't mean it wasn't good no i think overall this was a very good episode um there were a couple of moments that were better than others yes um yeah i i think this was a solid a solid episode i you know i think we're we'll get into it, details a little bit later but yeah i think you're right the it, it parts of it seemed rushed to line everything up for the the grand climax yeah well so we pick back up with Hera's storyline from from a couple episodes ago ago where we knew that she was going to uh receive some punishment for taking on this mission uh oh, when did that happen that was like back in like episode three yeah and i think it was episode five was it episode five episode before last where um she was contacted and said that you know she would face a court hearing or something rather so we pick up at that hearing and it can basically just be summed up by saying senator ziono i think is how you pronounce Ziono. his name just again being a jerk for no reason whatsoever, which is starting to lead me to believe that he could have other motives because the only time we've seen a character act like this uh, was Tarkin in Clone Wars. Actually, I mean, you knew that Tarkin was actually going to be a bad guy all along, but that's the only time we've seen someone just be so vehemently against one of the protagonists for no Solid reason. Apparent reason, which yeah. would lead one to believe that there is some form of ulterior motive. Uh, what, what, Zinono? Ziono? Zinono. Z- that, you know, that <laughs> does make sense because all he says is no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Zinono. It's Zino. He no, needs, no. He needs to be a little more Z, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or Z, yeah, sure. Z, maybe. Z, do what you want. You know, who cares? <laughs> Z, okay. <laughs> Z, fine. Um, Should we stop? I'm excited to to see if he has anything. Because as of right now, kind of his his arc in the story is kind of at a close. Yeah. He was really just the antagonist for Hera to try to pull her back to the New Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like some of the dialogue here between Hera and him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like... You know, you're gallivanting off, you know, you got your personal um, agenda out in the, you know, you're you're abusing your position and stuff. Mon Mothma is being delightfully useless as usual. Absolutely. Yeah. Useless. Yeah. But then, uh, and you know, Hera's doing Hera things, you know, this is a fight, you know, things are out there and fight. I do like that they they acknowledge it. They're like, hey, look, you're treating this still like it's like a rebellion and it's not. It's a new, new republic. We're trying to establish new laws and stuff. But then it gets actually interesting because who shows up but 3PO? Because ah, this was, you know, Anthony Daniels will always answer a call from Lucasfilm. And uh, he shows up, Anthony Daniels. It shows up with a message from uh, Leia Organa. I think if they had it their way, they would have spent the budget on CGIing 
Carrie Fisher into this, but this was the next best thing because they blew the budget on so many other things. But it was, you know, a clever way to try to incorporate Leia and connect them to the bigger picture in the series. Which was nice. She turns out to be the defense minister, the uh, the the head head of the defense ministry, yeah, or uh, council. Um, so her word is kind of final. So three PO comes in and just kind of states, "Hey, sorry, we have this um, we have this data card with some proof that this mission Hera went on was actually s- sanctioned." Um, and which somehow supersedes everything that. They're saying in this hearing, including the literal chancellor. Like I wasn't quite clear. You know, it seemed a little bit. Um, what's the? What I can't think of. Like in in writing, there's the du- du- sex deus machina. ex machina. It's yeah. the the god of machine, the automatic. The Leia ex machina. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of the auto save. Um, Leah, who doesn't even show up to this meeting. Yeah. As important as it seems to be, um, but. Mon Mothma pulls Hera aside and is like, hey, look, you and I both know this wasn't sanctioned. Like, this wasn't approved. And she's like, hey, it's all good, you know? Now it is. Hera's so, like, you know, Leia did talk to me. We couldn't show it on screen. We didn't have the budget for it. But, you know, talk. It, it did It did happen. Uh, we go back to Ahsoka, uh, still in the belly of the whale. Yeah. In the belly of the big fish. And um, she's training along to a recording that... Anakin left behind, which again was a nice way to incorporate Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. This scene, this, I really did like this scene because she's still doing her classic Jedi training, the forms, mm-hmm. uh, lightsaber training. And apparently she even admit, uh, says to Hu Yang, who comes in, uh, that Anakin made like 20 recordings for her for future training. Yeah, it was, it was a nice little. Which kind of shows like. Like a, an actual teacher side of Anakin. It's not just the mm-hmm. school of hard knocks, but an actual kind of master and a student scenario. And he uh, mentioned that she'd be going up against the likes of General Grievous, Count Dooku. And I think it might have been our first live action mention of Asajj Ventress, which got me thinking it would be cool to see a live action Asajj Ventress. You know, Ventress. I, I think like, we talked about it when it, where when it came that up. Been? That would be because she was in. Um, season six of the clone wars when ahsoka left the order they teamed up for a little yeah, season, bit i think seasons was six, it five? Oh no it was the season five finale arc yeah where uh ahsoka, ahsoka left was on the, the run mm-hmm. i can't remember if that's the last time we see asajj in um any animated because she wasn't in rebels right she made no appearance in rebels yeah, i think that was the last um, animated sequence yeah, with her. i i know that there is like a canon version of her death. I forget exactly how it goes down. Wasn't very compelling. Well, that was, read, but was that before Disney? I think this was after Disney, oh, wow. but I could be wrong. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure people are going to text me and say, um, actually, uh, if you knew anything, what you were talking about, then it would be this. That's but, fine. Yeah. Let the haters <laughs> bring it. <laughs> um, okay. But anyway, it would be cool to see live action. Massage, but that's a whole other concept, but we pick up with Ahsoka and Hu Yang, who have a nice little, um, dynamic here yeah so they 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 start getting so hu yang comes in and says hey it looks like i feel like we're coming up on where we need to be so they go to the cockpit um and they know something's off they can kind of see through like the baleen of the purgle and they see explosions Mm. happening on the outside so they hop on out and they end up and marlin from (laughs) they end up in a minefield surrounding peridia uh, so the Purgle are just, just 
Yeah, they're, they're getting wrecked. The, yeah, and uh, the Purgle wastes no time in being like, yo, we are peacing on out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can pay us back for the ride later. So <laughs> they, they jump to hyperspace. They kind of just ixnay on the um on the Einfield May. On the Ahsoka May? What? <laughs> Sorry, so they, they just blitz. Oh, on the um, Einfield May, yeah. So then Ahsoka and Hu Yang, they, um, they flee into the... Like debris, the debris field yeah. of the purgle bones. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a cool visual uh, to look at, like her. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hang on. Before I forget, the CGI on the purgle. Oh yeah, uh, was it was bad. It you, was bad. All right, you bit my head off when I said that the CGI was bad in one of the previous episodes, and now you come crawling back. That, you can't have it both ways. Yes, I can't have it both ways. I just want it on record that I said it was bad first. Who are you, Zenono? Like, okay. How dare you? Okay, the howlers looked okay. The fur fur seemed realistic. The purgle looked like they just fell out of a cheap Doctor Who episode. It's, well, you know, maybe that's the, you know what? I think the purgle looked good. You know what? Okay. (laughs) You're just disagreeing to be disagreeable now. Is that not the point? Are you not entertained? Um, The minefield concept itself was pretty cool. I don't know if, I don't think we've seen that live action. Like the closest we've gotten was um, the whole asteroid field sequence in Empire Strikes Back, Mm -hmm. which one of my favorite sequences in any piece of Star Wars media. But this minefield thing was pretty cool. Well, Um, it is interesting to see that... um, this is the first time that I can can consciously remember like a minefield in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Like there were a couple of times they had you know like ray shields and 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 you know um like ray shields, watchtowers, cannons, smarter than this <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. But like minefield seemed like a very um not like a a sci fi form of protection or security it's like it's it's just interesting to see it and also in this live action form so that's well, in the cool. meantime uh thrawn uh had wanted to gather all possible information on ahsoka and i loved when Mor- morgan came back and said this is what we could find on the inquisitorial database i wanted to be like so google <laughs> <laughs> isn't google just an inquisitorial database in- no, they're inquisitorial. Yeah. I know for inquisitors. The, it, yeah. I, you know, you should start calling Google the inquisitorial yeah. well, uh, I, database. Well, you know, I was inquisitorial databasing it earlier and I found this. Databasing? Yeah. Like you have to make it into a verb. Like with Google. Right. I put it into. Um, but I, maybe I'm just being too picky, but. How did Thrawn not know that Anakin Skywalker was Ahsoka's master? That seems like a, yeah. Like if he, like, yeah, wasn't it like on his pretty part. commonly known? Like, or is Thrawn meant to be viewed as a uh, 2005 audience member who <laughs> had never heard of Ahsoka before? <laughs> I'm not sure. Because when he left, he would have known... I don't know, like in the in the Clone Wars series or even in Rebels, it may never have come up. I don't I think assume... it came up. I don't think it came up in Rebels. Yeah. Um, but Dave, Dave Filoni's better than this. No, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Likely didn't see, you know, like that's not an oversight on his part. But yeah, I'm like, it's treated as such a big shock. shock yeah. But I feel like wasn't that like common knowledge? But like, what do I know? Um, we 
pick back up on the underwhelming reunion between Ezra and Sabine. Honestly, their chemistry here is pretty good, though. It's it's solid. Uh, what's the actor's name for Ezra? No idea. Sorry, I'm sure he's a wonderful man. This, this guy, I was pleasantly surprised because aside from him looking like the Prince of Egypt, yeah, or um, like a modern day Moses, I, yep. like whatever whatever vibe they were going for his kind of um, like forager, even priest. like they tried giving him fake uh, contacts to. I don't know. I still don't feel like I'm looking at Ezra, but anyway, it yeah, it's hard. It's again, it's hard He's seeing the live action it. version. Um, an aged. Now, I did see a comparison actually of him to his father in Rebels. Some of the flashback I see, sequences. Yeah, I saw that too. Spot on. Yeah, spot on mm-hmm. the way his father looked. Um, but this actor was. However, awesome. the acting. There were a couple of moments in this episode where his dialogue, his gestures, just kind of his demeanor. You could see Ezra from the Rebels animated series. Yeah. And it seemed very believable and natural. So top props to, uh, we'll get his name in a second. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Iman Esfandi. Try saying that three times fast. But I'm probably wrong. Um, But he does, he does a pretty good Ezra. Uh, He's got like the quirkiness down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Iman did a good job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are moments later on where he's like, wait, wait, instead of shooting us, can we just like talk? Like that is definitely that is absolutely. a total Ezra move. But I just have to say, I just feel like for him and Thrawn in this series, it just feels too little too late. Like they waited way too long to finally bring them into this series. And there's only one episode left. And it's just like, it's just too little too late. Like if they had brought them in at episode three or mm-hmm. something, I'd probably be more invested. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. We're going to be spending so much time with them. No, we've, we're going to have like five minutes with them. Why did they wait so long? You know, I, I almost wonder if, um, now this is the only way I can like pull any rationale out of it is if they cut this, like, like. Ahsoka seasons one and two was supposed to be one season and they basically just halved it because if this was episode, Maybe. if this was episode five or six of like a 12 part or 18 or even like, series. like with most TV series, if this was episode, what would this is episode seven? If this was episode seven of like a 22 episode series, like most Agreed. the like pacing network would series do, then that would better. make sense. This would be a good like fall finale episode, but I don't know. It just feels too little, too late. Again, the actor's great um, doing, you know, working with what he's been given. Oh, can we please, please talk about the reference to the Emperor being dead? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got to talk about this. So, so I, I wrote the line down. I wrote the line down. So because... in, in kind of this catch-up scene between Ezra and Sabine, they're riding along with the, the Nodi. Yep. Um, and they're just kind of talking, catching up on what happened and so oh, Ezra, so Ezra kind of runs through um, what they've been talking about. Yeah, all the all the events that have transpired in his absence. Oh, there's a new Republic. Uh, Zeb is training fleets. Uh, the Battle of Endor happened. And then Ezra says, and the Emperor's dead. And Sabine says, that's what they say. Oh, I wanted to throw my drink at the wall because... <laughs> 
they have to remember who their boss is. Yeah. They have to remember that Disney is listening and they're like, hey, 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 hey. You better not talk bad about our episode nine. Hey, Filoni's. I want to talk to whoever was holding Filoni at gunpoint when he was writing this episode. You know, I feel like the way now, admittedly, the way Sabine said that line, I kind of feel like he even said it mockingly. Mm, maybe. Which I don't know is a is a joke just as her like as a reference for her character or as a reference for the fans. Like because that's I feel like how we all felt. Yeah. I mean, if they had spent any more time on it, then I would have been even angrier. But I'm like, let, let's Thank, just move on. Thankfully, it was just let's one just a, a one and done reference. Like, you know, let's, you know, try to avoid any unnecessary mention of the sequels <laughs> in this. But hey, get those sequels out of my face. Yeah. Um, And then we go back to Balin and Shin and they uh, pick back up on their you know, discussions of what's going to happen in the future. I, it was interesting here. Um, so they finally track down, uh, the, the herd of where, um, Ezra and, and Sabine are, and Balin kind of sends Shin off to find them. And she kind of is like, uh, so you're not coming. And Balin has this fascinating little bit. Um, I'm intrigued to see where they go with this. Is he's like no 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 my my path, uh you know goes in a different direction. Your path remains with the empire. Like your ambition requires that you stick with the empire. Yeah, he had, and he even told her like one parting lesson, and it kind of seemed like even she was like, wait, this is like goodbye. I guess like what's what's going on here? Honestly, I wish that this show had more time for them. Yeah. Um, because. Their conversations and uh, their overall story is actually starting to get pretty interesting. It's getting good. But this show has so many characters shoehorned in Mm -hmm. to this series um, that there's just there's just not time for it. There are so many characters like this. This show is showing more than any show I've ever showed it's it's showing it's it's showing off there's so much show in this show (laughs) what upsets me is how much sense that sentence makes who was it oh man it was one review i was reading it was like there's so much movie in this movie (laughs) like there's so much show in this show (laughs) even like because it's easy to rag on book of boba fett however admittedly 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 (laughs) i will admit (laughs) But um, one thing you can say for Book of Boba Fett, there were like four main characters, which was a good thing. Yeah, it was like it was. I mean, one, granted, Boba Fett one good had thing. like zero screen time in his own show, but still, um, Ahsoka. Like, who do we got? We have Ahsoka, Hera, Sabine, Hu Yang, Ezra, Thrawn, Morgan, Balin, Shin. Like, there's there's just the three Night Mothers. The three, yeah, the three Night Mothers. Which there's, I guess they count kind of as one because they like they're always together. They're you know like there's so many seemingly main characters in this show that it's just it's too much. There's not enough time to properly devote to any of them. However, you know I'm trying not to harp on the negative here. What we get with Balin and Shin is starting to get pretty good. It's starting to get pretty good, and I I feel like they're gonna skip over the best part of it. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Uh, eventually, Ahsoka finds her way to where everything is kind of going down between uh, Ezra 
and Sabine versus Balin and Shin. You're going to skip over that whole bit in the the bone field? The bone field. Yeah. Oh, oh, like the communicating thing? Yeah. And then, so this is like one of the few places where we start to see Thrawn's aptitude. So Ahsoka, um, they're... I'm trying to get the pieces in order here. So Theron sent dispatches like a couple of fighters after um, Ahsoka's ship, the T6. And they're, they're kind of like fleeing. They finally go into the, uh, the bone field. Um, those rings around the planet full of, of the purple bones. Um, they're doing a pretty good job of escaping. And then Theron's like, no, no, like, and this is kind of where part of the research comes in. He's like, oh, he, she was a student of Anakin's. We know she's going to be unpredictable and stuff, but we can use that to our advantage. Because she's unpredictable, we're going to have to like set a trap where we know the pieces involved. Uh, ba- basically, the classic bait and switch. So they call off the fighters, and Ahsoka hides. You know, they park the ship, and they pull this. This they call it a uh, echoing in the in the in the um. Subtitles, Uh, you know, Jedi echoing where Ahsoka reaches out through the force to talk to Sabine and she makes contact, you know, just a subtle like. And this is nothing new. They're not like, you know, no, no, this is a thing. Um, And just kind of figures out where on the planet they are, Um, which at this point, um, Thrawn tracks down Sabine or uh, Ahsoka's location in the field and they just start blasting them. Yeah. With the Eye of Scion. Honestly, it was kind of cool because I think it was also um, kind of a moment of realization for Sabine. Like, wait, maybe I do have a connection to the Force after all. Like, it was it was kind of subtly done. If that's what they were going for, then they I, more then power they, to them. I hope they, I hope they were. It. It was um, good. So Ahsoka makes her way to where everything's going down. Uh, she coordinates with Hu Yang to uh, you know drop her at just the right place, and. Uh, the way that's done is pretty cool. What I loved is, of course, Balin is somehow waiting at the exact perfect location for where Ahsoka's going to land. Like, I could just, like, picture him, like, in a deleted scene, just sitting like, all right, she's going to land there. And I'm going to say, well, 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 didn't think I'd see you again. No, not like that. Manlier. Like, well, well, well. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, oh, there she is. There she is. Well. Uh, wait, no. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't expect to see you again. <laughs> it, se- it seemed a little perfect. Now, but this is the script writing we are here for. I'm so sure. she, she jumps off the ship. Hu Yang like leads the couple of fighters off. Um, she does a superhero pose on the landing, and Balin's right there. Yeah, says, "Oh, I didn't expect to see you again." Yeah, can I just say? Uh, Ahsoka's look and her like white poncho and everything is phenomenal. Woo, so it, good. It's so good. It's so stinking good. And I forgot to mention, um, I did like Balin's parting words to Shin where he said, impatience for victory will guarantee defeat. I was like, that's a good line. And then what did you say? It reminded I you. Said of- it, it felt like the opening title screen to a, an episode of the Clone Wars. Like, you know, you can see the text like fade onto the screen. Which, you know, I always loved those. They were always like, I mean, they were always like fortune cookie. It felt very much like a fortune cookie. But I was like, oh, that's. It just kind of set the premise for the episode and stuff. And and we see that play out with Shin's actions, like her uh choreography f- throughout the throughout the fight here but um as far as watching Ahsoka's duel with Balin 
this was a good face-off. And I have to say, it was, I finally felt like I was watching Ahsoka yeah. fighting. Up till now, and other people have said this too, I'm not I'm not the only one. No, no, you're crazy. I'm, but also, just for other reasons. Yeah. Um, but up till now, like her fighting, like it's just seemed kind of slow. Yeah. I don't know. Like Hayden Christensen was able to step right back into it. Mm-hmm. He is so good. I mean, that those like months and months of intense training with you and McGregor, like he's still got it. Like the fast, swift movements. Um, Rosario Dawson, it seems like it's been a little tougher for her uh, to pick it up. Yeah, to pick it up. However, she brings it here. And it honestly felt like I was like, all right, this is the Ahsoka I came to watch. Yeah. No, it's I think by far the Ahsoka balance um, like lightsaber fights are some of my favorites Mm -hmm. Um, in this series. But even in some of the other like live action sequences or a, a like series or even some of the anime, like it's a very intense um, cause they're not, uh, obviously they're not just sparring like the way they move, the way they're like, like the looks on their faces, they're putting some effort and struggle into this fight, yeah. which just kind of raises the intensity. Um, I, I think I even said it to you though. I was a little upset with the pacing in this back and forth between, mm-hmm. uh, you have Ezra and Sabine fighting off these mercenaries with the, the Nodi, the pill bug, uh, vans, yeah. minivans. <laughs> Like they're little go karts. I don't know what you. And then back bumper cars. These are bumper cars, actually. Um, it's because again, there's so much show happening in the show. We've got the A plot with Ahsoka, the B plot with Ezra, the C plot with Thrawn, the D plot with Balin and Shin, the, the E plot with Hera. Like F, the F plot with Yang with the ship. Yeah, with Hu yeah. Yang. There's a to, lot going yeah. on. Uh, so the pacing. There's there's no way that the pacing is going to work. But for what we did get to see uh, overall, even like, like I said, this was the first time I felt like I was really seeing live action. Ahsoka down to finally the way she was acting, like the way she delivered her witty one liners. Uh, Cause Balin oh, says, can we go back on that one? The best, I think the best dialogue of this entire episode mm-hmm. was when they were in, and I'm sorry to bring this up so late, Very but when late, they were so in, late. they were in the mouth of the Purgle. Uh huh. And Ahsoka's like, man, this seems like, you know, um, oh no, Hu Yang. Hu Yang's arguing with Ahsoka. And he's like, we don't even know if the Purgle brought us to the right galaxy or the right planet. Like, we have no idea where we are. And Ahsoka's like, you know, I think there's a pretty good chance. And he turns to her in like classic David Tennant fashion. And is like, no, the yeah. chances are absurd. They are yeah. astronomical. Yeah. And then when he said, uh, well, at least the Purgle are providing a good you know, defense for us. And then they start leaving. She said, you just had to say that. I was like, that is an Ahsoka moment. Now that right is, there. yeah. And even um, when Balin says, you know, the one line that an antagonist should never say, you cannot defeat me. She's like, I don't have to. And she even has like the sassy facial expression. I'm like, all right, this, now I'm watching live action Ahsoka, not this like stoic. You know, just in, just in our conversation figure. here, I feel like this is the first episode that we're, excited and happy to see the characters be themselves you know yeah this, i feel are like you are you feeling, I'm feeling this one man you know like i feel like this is the first episode that we're watching what we expect yeah like this much, is yeah. what we came for yeah even after everything goes down uh 
Shin, I was actually starting to feel a little bad for Shin uh, because this was kind of one of the more unique showdowns that we've seen in Star Wars. You've got Ezra, who is not using a lightsaber. I thought that was that was a fascinating, a pretty yeah. awesome choice because, you know, we had kind of debated like, you know, you had mentioned, is he a pacifist now? Like, what's going because on? Because the, the initial the initial like fight sequence, they had, uh, you know, Sabine try to offer him his lightsaber mm. back. And then he said, no, no, I don't want it. And he almost seemed not just hesitant, yeah. but like uh, standoffish. Yeah. And then she's like, no, here, take a blaster. And he's like, no, no, I don't need that either. Yeah. Um, but I think it's been like, I think we researched the timeline last time. Uh, it's been about like a decade yep. that he hasn't had access to his lightsaber or these weapons. So he's just learned to do without. So he's like, no, I don't need it. I've that's, that's how I took it. Yep. Like he's like, I, I'm we, not going to use it just because I've learned to do without it. So you've got Ezra who's not using the lightsaber. Which is pretty cool. There's yeah. there's only been a handful of times that I know in like in, in the Star Wars like animated uh, shows and stuff where a, a Jedi goes like solo, no lightsaber, only the Force and themselves. And sometimes those are the best action sequences because yeah. they can just – It's them and the Force. So yeah. cool. So cool. So it's one of the more unique showdowns, like I was saying, because he's not using his lightsaber. He's just using the force. Sabine is using the lightsaber. And, and the blaster. And the blaster. And thing. she's actually, I felt like she was actually being a Mandalorian for once in this series. Um, and then Ahsoka drops in and just obviously saves the day. Uh, and so I did feel a little sorry for Shin here because you could see... Uh, Balin's words coming true. Impatience was leading to defeat here. You can see she's she's young, impatient. She was swinging that lightsaber around wildly. Yeah. Um, and then when all is said and done, we get uh, the reunion between Ahsoka and Ezra. And this was an actual good reunion. Like, that is what I kind of wanted to see. Yeah. The last episode, I was... You know, I wasn't happy with how it went down between him and Sabine, yeah. but this was actually like, oh, I felt like there was payoff here. There was yeah. genuine laughter. Like, yep. it is so it good nice. to see you. Because I fully expected Ahsoka to be upset with Sabine. Mm -hmm. Like, girl, you ran away on me. You, you, you sold us out to the enemy, you know, mm -hmm. all to fight Ezra. Now, like, Thrawn has the potential to come back and stuff. And she didn't. It was all just, you know, welcome. Happy to see you. Good to see you, Ezra. That was that was kind of the reunion that we we again. This is the episode we've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ezra even says to Sabine, like, you thought she was dead? And Sabine says, I was wrong. And I and I said, as you have been for every about everything this, in, this entire series. But uh everything is kind of uh put in place because Thrawn reveals that he's actually not too upset about it because in, you know, actually typical Thrawn fashion, he's thinking one step ahead of everyone else. Yeah. So, this, so Thrawn yeah. calls back all of the troops, um, calls, but Oh yeah. So they sent out two gunships worth of troops to try to attack Ezra and Sabine. He calls them back, which leaves Shin alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Morgan kind of calls Thrawn on it. She's like, what are you doing? And right. he's like, no, no, it's fine. Cause Balin abandoned them. These are acceptable losses. In fact, beating them or, or, or defeating them wasn't the point. What we bought was time. 
to be able to get to. And they keep showing this. Again, we, this has been, what, the third episode showing these these crates, these containers? I think so. Transferred onto the, the which is the Chimera, which mm-hmm. after a little bit of research, I forgot about this. This was Thrawn's command ship, the one Star, Destro- oh. Star Destroyer he's been on so far. Mm-hmm. So this was in like the New Hope and the expanded, like the Timothy Zahn books and stuff. Mm-hmm. This was, um, Darth Vader's flagship was like one of the largest Super Star Destroyers. And then Thrawn's uh, Chimera, that's the name of it, mm-hmm. which is why it has some of the artistic paint- paintings on the bottom. Yeah. Um, this was like the second largest Super Star Destroyer in the Imperial Navy. The point being. The point being is they're transferring all of these little crates up and onto the ship. Yeah. And they're almost done, which Thrawn says, we are almost ready to leave. Like, essentially, this was one obnoxious diversion uh, because now Ahsoka has lost time. And so they kind of just played right into Thrawn's hand. Uh, I'm curious to see how it plays out because next episode is the finale, right? There's only eight episodes in this. No, uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, right. it's all going to come to a head here. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens next. So overall thoughts? Um, you know, when we finished the episode, I felt kind of empty. Like, yeah. honestly, you I, would even ask, like, so what did what so, just happened? Because I'm like, what happened? You know, in the in the last episode, it set up this whole thing for Ahsoka to be able to get to this distant galaxy, which we all knew was going to happen because there's not enough time for them to get to the wrong galaxy. Correct. Um, you know, Ezra and Sabine, they have this, you know, there's going to start going to be there, there's going to be showdowns of some kind between Balin and Shin and Ezra and Sabine. So it's I feel like this kind of was. Everything you knew was going to happen in the from the last episode, but the more we talked about it, this this was a this was a complete episode. This was a like a, a satisfying. The character development is finally getting around to where we want it to be. Um, you're not you're you're no longer establishing any characters. You're yeah. actually building them, building on them, expanding on them, um, and you're not like this was the first episode that the plot wasn't being. I feel like the plot wasn't being driven. Mm-hmm. The characters were driving the story, which, as we know, is the way a good story should be told. This is true. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, talking talking it out helps. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, yeah. Overall, uh, yeah. While watching it, I was like, yeah. I mean, this is just they're just trying to get everyone in place for the finale. But looking back, it was actually a pretty pretty decent outing uh i'm very excited to see what happens in the season finale i can't remember if they had announced they were going to do a second season or did they They, did they did announce a season two because we have to see what becomes of thrawn because he is nowhere to be seen in the sequel trilogy at all so either he gets exiled again or gets defeated altogether well i'm intrigued i'm intrigued to see because you know they're gonna have to wrap up some things they're Mm -hmm. gonna have to put a nice little bow on something yeah but they're also gonna have to leave cliffhangers for season two i'd also like some type of explanation for where was ahsoka during any of the original trilogy like that's a fair question like what was like you know she's very clearly a power player here. Uh, I saw 
I, you've probably seen it too. There was a meme going around of Rosario Dawson on the set of, I think, Mandalorian, uh, where she's like in full costume and she's just like scrolling through her throne, through her phone. And uh, the caption is like Ahsoka during the Battle of Endor. <laughs> like, where. Where was she? Like, how are you going to explain this? Are they just going to gloss over well, it? Do they think we won't notice? No, it's... I, I, uh, yeah, right? That is, that is something I feel like they will have to retcon Plot at, hole. At, some, at some point. However, we do know from, like, Mandalorian and stuff, she's a gray Jedi. She's kind of been on her own, even from, like... Um, was it uh, Tales of the Jedi, or was it Season 7 of The Clone Wars with her... Um, Okay. Like she, she pulled a couple of gigs like with the farmers and stuff. Oh, that like, was like, um, hiding. That, that was was, uh, was that Tales of the Jedi, mm-hmm. or was that final season? Of I think Clone that was Wars. season. Se- no, that was season seven. The hidden, yeah, the hidden. Uh, I don't know. Hidden the the. the I remember secret. that whole farmers sequence. Uh, that whole arc, and I remember just not being interested in it at all but the but. i i think it just kind of goes to show they they've hinted at ahsoka's story i mean she's, she was not involved with the rebellion at all but it's like she's a gray jedi she's not like a lazy jedi like she's not a super unhelpful jedi no she's like, like why is this worth her time but the literal defeat of vader and the emperor that's not worth her time because they made those movies before Dave Filoni. Did you okay. think of some way to explain? Like, oh yeah, Thrawn, a guy who is like in a literal other galaxy? Maybe yeah. merits an entire series? Yeah. Because Thrawn was in the books. I know he Thrawn, was. Thrawn was a huge, a huge character for a lot of hardcore fans. Just like even a one sentence explanation would be, no, you'd, like you'd be mad about that. I probably if I we mean, had a one sentence, yeah, I'm going to say it right now. I'm gonna say, and you can come back to this and oh, I will throw it in my face. Even if she had said like, oh, I was, uh, I was ill. It happened, or like, oh, sorry, I was, uh, I was on paid time off. Uh-huh. Like, but yeah. you know, you know, one of my. And I'm, I'm, one of my favorite moments in uh, The Hobbit was when um, Bilbo was like, Gandalf, where you been? And he just kind of like, sorry, I was delayed. And oh, he, that covers like a year of him not being in the story. And you're like, dude, I'm where? I'm sorry. The script said that I wasn't and there. And you know so. what? But my, my thing is they acknowledge it. They acknowledge As, it. They talked about it. That's They're the like, thing here. They haven't even acknowledged it. And, you know, I... We deserve an explanation. Dave Filoni, if you're listening to this, I demand an explanation. I'm glad you mentioned The Hobbit because speaking of other media, we have a question that we need to throw out to all of you. So next week is the series finale. Did I say serious finale? I mean, it's going to be a very serious serious finale. finale. So Uh, serious. I was saying it's actually just the season finale, not uh, serious finale. Uh, Season finale of Ahsoka. So we have narrowed it down to three options for what series should we go through next. Well, while this season is coming to an end, our Mm -hmm. podcast is not. No, 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 of course not. Um, And, you know, we need a series to do in the meantime, between like before the next 
season of whatever comes next, whether it's uh, the next season of Andor or Mando, we'll we'll have to see what they announce. Um, so I'm going to put this in a Spotify poll, um, but let us know. Do you want us to go through the Clone Wars animated series, the 2008 one, uh, Mandalorian? We have three seasons that we could go through and kind of a random one because we don't want to feel like we're just limited to Star Wars. Uh, do you guys want us to go through The Office? I mean, who doesn't, yeah, I mean, who doesn't like talking yeah. about The Office? So I'll throw so that those, out there. Those are your, those are your options. Um, let us know. Yeah. Uh, cast your votes. And next week, we I mean, per- personally, I would love to go through like I would love to. I wasn't going to give them any bias. I don't want to give them bias. You just gave them bias. No, it's just my opinion. I'd love to go through any of them. All of them. You know, I am a man of the people. Yeah, you are. (laughs) You suck up. Um, So we will announce which series we will do next um, in next week's episode when we talk about the Ahsoka season one finale i'm nervous about episode the, the final episode i'm i'm why wouldn't we be nervously optimistic anxious anxious cautiously optimistic cautiously optimistic i don't know cautiously nervous it's i don't know how the thing is i don't know how much is riding on this episode yeah so it's hard for me to gauge my anxiety with it you know yeah well we'll just have to wait and see we will see you folks next week for Ahsoka season one finale. All right, friends, have a uh, have a great week. Mm-hmm.